I'm going to try to do chapter markers for this if at all possible. Okay. Found a new app that makes that easy. I know we, we keep getting tweets and complaints about spoilers and whatnot. Got a couple. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we're going to be spoiling toy soldiers today. So is this is it. Have we started? Sure. Okay. Yeah. We've been recording for 20 minutes now. Mm-hmm. So one thing I wanted to, I wanted to bring up, not to you, okay. I'm looking right at you. Um, to the audience, I brought this up to you before, and you were cool about it. I don't know, a little aloof as you as you typically are. Your affected aloofness. I want to ask you. You were worried people wouldn't care. Affected aloofness. Uh, so we found somewhere. I was going for insincere superiority, but sure. So I could just go. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Will anyone ever think as highly of you as you think of yourself? Even your crafted persona is that's magnificent. Don't ever, don't ever change. Insincere. That's the wrong word. Sneering superiority, I think, is better. I'd hate to be there at the end of the night when you take your mask off, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet that's fucking weird. Um, so one of our old scripts. I was thinking one of the things that we wrote and when we were eighteen or nineteen, what have you? Would it be interesting to people if we something that we'll probably never do anything with, anyways? If we just kind of did our best to dramatically read it. I just, I'm not air. sure if that would be interesting. Number one, because like we'd have to do all the voices yeah. and the narration. Yeah. Uh, it'd be kind of hard to follow. There are, there, there's ways to do it. I mean, I've, there's a whole podcast dedicated to that kind of thing. Is it just two people? I think they have different actors doing. That's the thing. Like, like three or like three or four actors doing all the voices. It, it helps if you have more people is the thing. Um, and I just, I don't know if anyone really wants to hear some bad script that we wrote from like 20 years ago. I'm just curious. Is there anyone who wants to join us and help us read this piece of garbage? Okay, so all of Marco's alts can tweet at us and let us know if uh, <laughs> they want to hear that. All of my alts. It'd be funny if it was just me doing. So what do you, what's your hypothesis there? Like me doing fake voices inside my own fake voices? Yes. Like doing a Caleb voice as if Caleb was trying to do a Toby voice? That's some like orphan black shit right there. Hello, this is my Toby voice. People who don't listen to our PLL podcast have no idea what we're talking about. Well, you're fucked today. Uh, What do you want to talk about first? We should start the show. Okay. Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome to Headcanon. This is episode eight. Tonight on the pod, we are going to talk a little bit about Runaways and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Perfectionist, the PLL Perfectionist spinoff thingy. Does your little portmanteau work if you have to then explain it right after? Is just the branding phase. The show isn't even on yet. Don't worry about it. It'll Jesus just, Christ, you got too there. big of your britches with Twin Sir. Did you ever hear back from, was it some girl on Reddit that you were personally waging that war on that you wanted to, what was it, Spencerietta? Like, you really hated her. That's what it's all about, I don't right? think about her it's at all. It's all about a false flag, like shadow operation. I won. I don't have to you're think like, about it. You're like, a, like, you're like a Steve Bannon of podcasting. Hmm. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, after Tonight on our continuing war against Mitt Romney. <laughs> we're going to talk about Toy Soldiers, the 1991 film that is amazing that Marco had not seen, so we made him watch it. And uh, then we might do a little bit of fun recasting of Toy Soldiers for a more modern era afterwards. 
continuing with the theme that will continue to screw over people who are unfamiliar somehow with our other podcasting works. I think most of them probably are. I want to just feel like uh, if you stuck with us through eight of these episodes, you probably should be. Which wow. Mm-hmm. Um I wonder if that'll be like a recurring thing where we just dredge up old movies that one of us at least has not seen and subject the other to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll see. So Runaways, you watched one more episode of it? Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I didn't like episode three. I like I said, I thought episodes one and two were okay. I thought Episode two, while it featured a lot of characters that I wasn't crazy about, I thought it was a clever way of of kind of going back and hashing things out, like giving your pilot a little bit more. Um, again, the show is not called Parents of Runaways. I don't really care for the parents' characters. I don't care that Nico's parents are suffering hard times. Um, I just having affairs, having affairs. Well, but we knew that for like yeah. at least an episode now. Uh, I just I I thought it was like not greatly written and at times I felt like it just fell down like maybe like the I don't know even know second third of the fourth unit came in and was given reins at times during production I know you said there's some problems of episode four there's a scene in episode four which looks very shoddily produced like it's handheld and the lighting's weird and it was just very odd it was it's like they didn't have enough time to film it or something and just the Ezra's little brother, I don't like that dude. I feel like his his the way they dress him in this role is all wrong. Like he's supposed to be like the the jock dude, and I felt like he was like dressed on his way to like a cure cover band. But they're really trying to make him just like the good guy. Which he's like I just saw my dick. I just don't really like that that actor though. Maybe if it's just a different actor who I wasn't familiar with, I, I wouldn't mind as much. Yeah, and just the Alex's mom like hunting down Molly and all that. And also Gert's parents. That little dude is from like Alias, and I I I want to say the actress was used to be like a nine hundred two and zero amongst other things. I'm not crazy is about Andrea? them, huh? Is Andrea not Andrea? No, yeah, no. This is like I still can't. This stand. is like Generation Three of the original. I still hate Gert the most of everyone. Okay, or at least among the kids, the parents are all boring. Yeah, the parents are terrible. Uh, yeah, I watched episode four. It's uh, they still haven't run away. And I, I'm really beginning to wonder if, like, like Mr. Studio Note Guy was like, what if they didn't run away? You know, like, what if we, what if, what if the show was about their parents instead of them? It's like the OC all over again. Yeah, I know. know? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, Josh Schwartz? Um, it's, it's a Josh Schwartz I, show, right? Yeah. I, I really wonder, like, I, I don't think they're going to run away anytime soon. <laughs> like, there was, like, a dramatic beat in the fourth episode where, the uh greg sulkin's like abusive asshole dad spike comes home and like shits all over some invention he's trying to make but then like sits down and is like tell me about your idea man like he's suddenly interested and i'm like we don't have time for this shit run away like this is going to be at least one more episode of whatever this stupid dramatic arc is i don't know if i'm tired about i literally it took you literally for a second there Mm. spike walks in the door and shits all over something (laughs) It's going to be that kind of episode. Oh, if only. Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, I mean, I guess I'm watching it. I, you haven't watched all the DC Crisis on Earth X shows, so we won't talk about that. But um, it's a good. Better than Justice League. Hmm. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which you don't watch. Hmm. You should. Where did you leave off that show? Did you watch any of the framework stuff? No, it was somewhere in 
the Ghost Rider stuff. Mm. Oh, you gotta catch I'm trying to think, what did, I, what did I do? I watched all of season one. I don't even know how much of season two or three. That was part of season four with the Ghost Rider and the framework. Mm-hmm. The, the life model decoys I watched. I think I watched the end of season three because that was when they got rid of Ward, right? Ward yeah. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Hive Ward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then some of the Ghost Rider shit. I was like, yawn. Um, yeah. Well, you should keep watching. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you, I, some people might consider this a spoiler. Right? Let me just give you the setup for season five. In I don't space. think it's, I don't think it's really that much of a spoiler. Um, space. Not, well, it's, they've gone into the far future. We don't know how long exactly, but the earth has exploded and they're like on a space station above what's left of earth. Hmm. And they were like pulled into the future by some guy who thought they could fix everything. It's like, so like, it's so comic booky and weird it's like they just like threw out the, the show's main permit premise and just pulled everyone into the future and like we're gonna do like this it's like there's this whole new kind of society of the spaceship that you're getting used to with like the weird colony and like how the Cree rule them and like you know what the various uh factions are on on board the space station and how they get by like it's it's like a totally different show, but just with these same characters. I wonder if they're going to like low key set up Captain Marvel or parts of Captain Marvel with this. Uh, supposedly they don't communicate that much with the, the See, movies. At anymore. this point, I would do a thing where it's like Coulson, because of course it'd be Coulson, figures out that like they've been shunted off into like an alternate universe. You know, like he's basically pounding on glass, like trying to what was get like uh, Captain America's attention. But I was it's listening like, to another because isn't Shield back technically somewhat in the movies? Yeah, I, I was listening to another podcast. I think it was Excelsior. Um, was the name of the podcast? They had the, they threw out this random idea that I think is actually genius. Where like they, they should establish the Agents of Shield is a TV show that takes place that it, that that airs in the Marvel universe, like like Captain America watches it. Yeah. Which is how Coulson is in it, and you know all this other stuff, and it's like it, it kind of connects with the real events, but not always. Like to me, that would be brilliant. Oh, huh, like that 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 solves all your problems right there. Because I mean, I kind of wonder: Are we going to see Chris Evans in Black Panther? Because isn't that where he he's like chilling? He's like chilling in Wakanda. Uh, do you want to talk about the Infinity War trailer? Oh, sure. All right, <laughs> let me put that on my notes. I'm I'm gonna try to have chapter markers. So do you have I'm like a? Like a pet joke for who you think Thanos looks like now? Uh, it just looks like a big hot dog with like a ball sack. I think what did I see? Like you stretched out like Michael Chiklis's or Joe the Plumber's face and gave him like syphilis chin. <laughs> Keep uh, the hat on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I would not be surprised if the like in credit sequences for Black Panther had some stuff with Captain America or, like, or Bucky. You know. Thanks for not really interfering with that whole Michael B. Jordan situation yeah. we just diffused. Thank you for letting me handle that myself. It was really important for me as King to, to do that. You know? Plus, I don't know if you just saw the trailer for my movie. I'm kind of a badass. You just throw a giant metal frisbee around. But yeah, Infinity War looks fun. I mean, it's a Marvel movie, so there's maybe certain ceilings on uh, what you're going to get, but it's pretty impressive that they've built to this for 10 years and they have like fucking 50 characters in this. And it's, it's I don't know, like I, I forgot to say when we were talking about Justice League that I think the mistake that DC has made is that like your team up movies are just like the big party movie. You have your your solo movies about your characters to kind of like really get into it mm-hmm. and get more, more dramatic. Like 
you're not gonna there's no room in, a, in one of the big team up movies where that you just can't go deep enough on any one character because you're juggling so many which is and they've or uh, one yeah you can do like you a do vision. Like, you can do like one yeah and so your team movie is supposed to be the big party movie it's not the movie where you're doing all this work to introduce a bunch of characters you don't know you know it's like you've already you're supposed to have already introduced all the characters yeah. and you like them all and it's and then it's just like man i wonder what tony stark would say when he sees rocket raccoon or like that's why you're going to the movie you just want to like see them interact with each other because that's fun and neat yeah it's it's not about introducing and establishing characters but what if let me counter this mm-hmm. let's test this theory this logic what if in the previous party movie the villain emailed you with some attachments Four attachments. And you watch them all. He's even named and branded your teammates for you. God damn, that movie's terrible. And then then you meet your guys in the next one, and they're just woohooing and my man and all that stuff throughout it. They're like, oh yeah, Aquaman. I remember that guy from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking flash. Who's 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 been in (laughs) almost the most of them? And he's still fucking a nebulous nothing. Yeah. He's still waiting for his own movie to establish his, his real character. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the Infinity War trailer looks fun. It looks crazy. I mean, do you buy like because originally it was going to be like parts one and part two. Right. And then Marvel like switched it up. And they're like, no, no, no. We're just going to do Infinity War. And the fourth one's going to be something else. My personal theory is that Infinity War is essentially still a part one movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just not calling it part one no, no, because I, that's, I that's, like bad what, for, that's bad marketing. But. I think that's what he's referring to is that it's just they changed the naming convention. Well, they're they're pretending that like, no, 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 Infinity War, it's it's, its own separate movie. And then the, the next one, Avengers 4, that's, that's something else. See, what I would have done is I would have made this one like Infinity Gauntlet and made the next one Infinity War, something like that. That would have been easy. Yeah, but I, I think they like... They realize that, like, oh no, part one's bad. People don't like part one, part two anymore. You gotta, you gotta get rid of that. And so they're like, sure, it's all just Infinity War. How many, how many times have we seen that? Hunger Games, uh, a Twilight. Well, it it didn't go well for Hunger Games and um, Twilight, and they they tried they split up. Uh, what was that? Harry Potter. No, well, that was the one that started it. Uh, it's what I am. I can't remember. Oh, Divergent. Divergent, yes. Jesus Christ, you're insufferable. I'm insufferable. You just were just setting up. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I mean, I am divergent, but anyways, uh, that franchise split their your, last. Uh, but on your dating app profile, it would be if I had one. Yeah, you're just like I'm divergent. And that's all it would say. You don't have one? No. You know, I'll take a lie detector test. Anyway, uh, anything else to say about the Infinity War I feel like Infinity you sit War around trailer? and hook yourselves up to those things at night just for fun. Hook myself yeah. up to, what am I, like, plugging my phone into my dick or something? Well, if people could plug their phones into dicks, That's true, they probably would. It would have been doing a long time ago. It wouldn't just be able to see if they're telling a lie or not. It's the new O-phone. <laughs> uh, it sure beats sitting on a washing machine. I'll be there opening day for Infinity War. I'm yeah. hyped. Yeah. It looks fun. I um, just uh, the changing of Thanos. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, is is like pinkening? Pinkening, like the helmet coming off. I I just it seems like they're maybe being maybe maybe it'll be good. I don't know, but it, right now it seems like they're they're being a little too clever for their own good. Like people are like you already showed us Thanos. We know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Looked fine. 
I don't I don't know, maybe like they did a bunch of uh test footage and it didn't look right. I don't know. We'll we'll see. You know, they could always just uh go into whatever program they're in and pink uh, purple them up a little between now. Purple them up. Yeah, they could be like, Oh, if people didn't like the hot dog look, let's let's make them purple again. I wonder if he'll just be like obsessed with death like he is in the comic. I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um the perfectionists. Let's talk about that. Do you have that article up? I do. You want me to read the descriptions? Yeah. So we got a bunch of character descriptions for the other like main cast members. I don't know if this is everyone, but seemingly it's the main cast. Yes. Presumably this is the regulars joining Allison and Mona. So there's, I'll just, I'll just read all the little blurbs. Uh, yeah. Caitlin Martell Lewis, the intelligent, motivated, and easy on the eyes daughter of two overachieving mothers, one of whom was the United States Senator who should have been president. Caitlin is an expert at hiding secrets. She hopes to follow in her mother's political footsteps. That is, if the weight of her own secrets don't crush her first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there's, so she's Spencery. Yeah, Spencery. Uh, then there's Dylan Wright, a prodigious cellist who uses passion for music to escape his small minded home. Dylan's a boy. Dylan's a boy. Okay. Dylan loves his boy, music. Boy cellist. Okay. His music almost as much as he loves his boyfriend, Andrew. And then in parentheses, and even that's up for debate. Ouch, Andrew. What? Yeah, well, it sounds like Andrew's getting this, the raw deal. Well, what are they implying? That he likes music less than or more than his boyfriend? Yeah, I'm not or sure. that he doesn't like I'm love any sure. of it? Yeah. Um, maybe Andrew like walks in in episode two and Dylan's fucking that cello. Um, Andrew, who has that confusion to deal with, also doesn't even get a last name. He's just Dylan's nerd chic boyfriend who's deeply committed to his architectural studies, spending nerd what little chic. free time. I, I find that a phrase offensive. Yeah. Nerd chic. He's adorable. Spending what little free time he has cooking and being with Dylan. So he's like... Uh, Wait, are they in high school? I don't know. I don't know what kind of architectural studies you get to do in high school. No, they must be in college. I think Caitlin. Thanks, Caitlin, for the, uh, sending us messages mm-hmm. and reading the book and what have you. I, I get the impression from what she was saying that they might age these characters up to be a little more real worldly. I think. Quotes. That's a mistake. Yeah, Big mistake. People like high school drama. Well, how the fuck do Alice and Amona fit into this? I know. Are they all just like neighbors in the same apartment complex? Is it like PLL Morrow's place? Whoa, shit, that's intense. Bad idea. Uh, okay. That's when you can move in the uh, former cop turned handyman next door. So Dylan is a cellist, and Andrew. Hello, I am Grant. Show is taking architecture classes, and and they cook. Okay. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew, who has no last name cooks so apparently andrew's just stuck in the kitchen waiting for for dylan to come home fuck andrew run uh then there's ava jalali a stylish continue a stylish trendsetter of a big personality ava hopes to have her own clothing line someday but she has an edge for over her fellow fellow fashionistas a brilliant technological mind which she also uses to blog and code just don't ask her why her parents fled the country recently it's her one big secret you really need a uh, a brilliant technological mind to blog. <laughs> Girls code too, and she's a Wait, she, so she, she codes, and but she's, she's a also a fashionista. Yeah. And like, this is Caleb all in one package. Well, she, yeah, like, is she does she work for like a fashion company or something? But she blogs and she codes all at once. Yeah, I don't know. And her parents have fled the country because. Maybe they're spies. Maybe they're maybe Hell Hydra. Um, then this is the one that confuses me. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I think that back. They all fucking confuse me. But here's one that confuses me a lot. Well, is Ava? You haven't read the books, so never mind. You yeah. wouldn't know. I was wondering who who was from the book because I know those. A I couple believe, of these dudes are like not in the book. I, I believe Ava and Caitlin are for sure names that I've seen as characters in the book. Okay. Then there's Nolan Hotchkiss. He's in the book. Yes. He's the villain. Isn't he the dead body? Is he? Yeah. Or they think he's dead. I can't remember the status of whether or not there's a body, but he's the the villainous. He's the perfect murder dead, yeah. come true. Mm-hmm. So Nolan is a natural born leader. He's the heir to his family's empire. Though he puts forth the image of a golden boy, Nolan is actually a manipulator who uses his friends and family to maintain his image. Not a big fan of authority figures or the word no. Nolan isn't used to used to losing. I'm still picturing the guy from Revenge. Like I feel like that, that, that could more or less describe him, right? I don't think that guy's cool enough. What if it was uh, the Man, the lame rich face. boyfriend from Revenge? No, that guy's like the most boring block of wood who's ever been on tv well all the all the dudes in revenge except for nolan nolan had a, nolan, a personality yeah I, yeah I like nolan you're not a I fan fucking of, hated that jack not a fan of declan i hated declan you hate declan more though. i hate guys named declan just the name declan how many declans have you known none except for that guy you're just like i hate these traditional irish first yes for men mm-hmm. okay well i hope you don't ever actually meet a rory rory is not declan no, it's not. Okay, okay just Declan. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, oh, that fucking Jack. Oh, he's in my head now. I hate that fucking. What do you? Is it the microphone? You, thing? you always turn your mic like so. It's like pointing like past your your cheek. Oh, sorry. Side. Well, I, yeah. that hand gesture is very confusing that you mm-hmm. just did in front of your face. Um, yeah. So there's Nolan. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Jeremy Beckett, a handsome Brit with more abs than you can count with just your fingers. <sighs> Think about that. Do you think Marlene wrote these descriptions? I mean, somebody had to, right? This is something you would shop out to an assistant, right? I don't know. More abs than you can count with just your fingers. I think that's too many. How many abs is too many? I've got 12 abs. (laughs) Maybe he has 11. I'm hitting the gym like fucking crazy. Uh... I eat one one drop of kale a day. Uh, Jeremy's also described as charming and witty because, duh, he's British. It's actually written, duh, he's British. What's more, he actually says that. Yeah, parentheses, duh, he's British. What's more, he's also an intelligent scientist working for Hotchkiss Industries. Okay. So, so is Noah Hotchkiss like a Lex Luthor, like Lex Luthor Jr.? So we basically we have Spencer, we have like the the Haleb, yeah conglomeration we have uh nolan hotchkiss aka like noel khan and we have ren um and then the uh the two other boys i don't know who they would be but like i i don't know did they the appeal of pretty little liars was the four girls and their relationship with each other yeah were they like now nah, let's not do that this time. Let's let's throw in a couple dudes. This is why I think like an actual bad guy show would have actually worked because it would have been this heightened uber ridiculous take on like male buddy shows as through like the PLL universe prism. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what. I don't know what. I guess I need 
something that unifies us. I need to know that they all are neighbors in the same apartment complex or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how these yeah, fuckers know each other. Together. How old are all they? Like, what is the unifying thing? Well, that's why high school is such a fertile ground for drama because you have to be there together, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if they're just neighbors or like they just know each other, it's less compelling. Yeah, these these kids aren't running away together. I don't know. It doesn't sound very good. I mean, am I wrong? I don't know. I I just I guess I'm very curious to hear from the person who's just like I fucking love it. I would love to sample some of that enthusiasm and where that comes from. All those character kind of backstories sound so completely made up and like run through like the like millennial generator or you something. Know what's, you know what's missing here? Mm. That they're all crusty but benign. Yeah, crusty but benign. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that earlier. There, That is what is missing is the crusty but benign uh, what would he be? Like the, the super at their apartment <laughs> complex or something. The RA? Yeah. I, could, I know we're going to talk about toy soldiers. I couldn't help but run like the few scenes from Young Americans that I had in my brain through my head when we watched Toy Soldiers. Young Americans. What was the guy's name? Show. Was it Finn? Finn, yeah. And they like pour water on him or something in the finale? Yeah, and then they have a big pillow fight. Um, people should go watch that show. I don't even know if you can, but Young <laughs> Americans. The, like the, the Mighty Big TV recaps of Young Americans were some of the funniest things I've ever read. Was that that wasn't Jacob? Was it? No, that was Pammy. I, I don't know what her last name was back when they just did. That was the start things. of. Was it Kate Bosworth? Is that what she started? I believe that was Kate Bosworth. Uh, Boone. That's right. Boone yeah. was on that. Ian Somerhalder. Was he the one who was like pretending to be a girl? No, he was becoming attracted to the girl who's pretending to be, pretending to be a guy. That's right. And that's that was, right. Uh, was he was very, like really questioning his. Yeah, he's very conflicted. There's somebody else came from that show too. I can't remember, but there's. I don't like the main guy, Will. Oh, he was a stiff. Yeah, he sucked. He was the he guy sucked on Dawson's Creek. Too. He was like the 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 pseudo Dawson's Creek connection that made it a. Uh, he was like Dawson's buddy from like. He was like in the one episode where they make a movie and Rachel Lee Cook shows up. Yeah, yeah, okay. The one where they make a movie. <laughs> Used to be the whole the show. The one where Rachel Cook shows up. Yeah. That's my favorite Friends episode. Um. All right, well, you want to talk about toy soldiers? Real quick, did you ever read any stuff about Shay Mitchell weighing in? Is it like a non-answer? Oh, when they, when they I, asked her, I don't know. Oh, sorry, it's it's difficult for our schedules right now. She said, yeah, "Okay, sure." Yeah, man, let's get in that toy soldiers. Toy soldiers, the nineteen ninety one film, directed by some guy who I don't have in front of me right now, but uh, it's about some kids at a boarding school. Oh wow. Boarding school gets what? This is the filmography. Oh, is this is like Petrie? Yeah, Daniel yeah. Petrie Jr. Writer, Beverly Hills Cop. I think that's where he made his bones was on the Beverly Hills Cop movie. Writer, Turner and Hooch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boarding school in the U.S. Uh, boarding school for the rejects. The, uh, the, the rich kids whose parents don't like them. They're all stuck at this boarding school. And then a terrorist attacks. Uh, terrorists take over the school, hold the kids hostage, and it's up to or band of heroes to like do what they can to help out the uh, the guys on the outside, the SWAT team, and rescue everyone. So I'd like to know what you thought revisiting this, and then after you you set this movie up for us, I have a comment about you. Okay, interesting. <laughs> no matter what I say, you're going to have a comment about. Yeah, me. yeah. Okay. Uh, well. I remember really liking this movie when I watched it 
I probably saw this several times, but no more recent than like 20 years ago would be the last time I saw this movie. Uh, I watched this movie many times with my friends and we were probably like 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Watching it now, looking back on it, I have to say it holds up 100%. It is mm-hmm. amazing. I love this movie. This movie is the shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coming out strong. So I think, especially at uh, the age of the fan base of this movie, it's not really just like psychologically who are these people. It's like also like your aspirations. Like who's your your character you model yourself after? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the, uh, I think we talked about this before, the uh, that persona you have in mind based on other things. So like the first day of school each year, like you have the outfit picked up and you're like, I'm this guy this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if someone were to hand me a dossier of you from a certain age, it's just this fucking movie. <laughs> this is like the start of the journey, and the end of the journey is uh, Bob from Stranger Things season two, right? Hmm. And somewhere along the way, you got the ring. That's what happened to Billy Tepper. It turns into Bob, Bob <laughs> the Brain. I don't know about that. <laughs> Billy Tepper's kind of a badass. Sean Aston's character. He sure sh- shit thinks he is. I am, he's got like it's, it's kind of a mullet like I don't know what the hair he's situation got that is hairdo. it's almost a Joey Lawrence yeah it's exactly a Joey I, Lawrence 1991 so this is uh, prime, right in that group prime blossom age mm-hmm. I am utterly shocked that this movie does not star Emilio Estevez like I tell you would he be a little too old well I mean no. you'd have to probably age it up a little bit but I feel like this is this is like the movie Emilio Estevez is a fool if he passed on it. Can we talk about the way this movie opens? Which, by the way, did you have subtitles? I did not. So I have no fucking clue what they're saying. In I mean, it's it's basically they're they're making demands because the 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 main terrorist bad guy, his dad is like a drug cartel kingpin or something, and he's been arrested and extradited to America. And so this guy, his son, is like causing all this chaos to get his dad released. So his son, Andrew Devoff, Mikhail from Lost. Yes. Who's who I'm like, how is this guy playing a Colombian whatever in this and a uh, Russian guy in that? Andrew Devon, who's seen my man. Half Russian, half yeah. Venezuelan. <laughs> he's a he poor is, man's Robert Davi. He is great in this. And he has like, he's like maybe a little bit too handsome as a terrorist. Like, you know what you'd call it? I, yeah. He, there's like something about him. Like he's like, his features are a little too defined or something. He's definitely serving up looks. Like mm-hmm. his look requires some work each morning and i think you can tell because later on in the movie they show him like waking up abruptly mm-hmm. before he's like he's greased put his up. face on yeah <laughs> he's put his face on it's not quite like a bond villain look he looks like he's the stylish villain from like a two-parter of like the highlander tv show it's like what if robert davi like hadn't gotten hit in the face with the shovel repeatedly you know or only got hit in the face with the shovel once yeah <laughs> but the the opening here where i guess they've like this guy's taken over the courthouse in whatever like Latin American country this is, because uh, this is like the judge who like or, or, you know convicted his father or something like that. He's taking revenge on it on this courthouse. There's this woman in a pink dress that they just fucking throw out, out the windows of the courthouse, and like you just watch her fall like a hundred feet and splat. I mean, this is this is a rated R movie. It's great. Do you have it up in front of you? I do. Do you want to see it? Yeah. All see right. It. Hold on. Yeah, falling is a uh, is a definite motif for the victims of this guy, which I'm kind of shocked only comes back once more. I would have played this up for his all it was worth. He's all about that defenestration. So yeah. what's going on with the guy on the TV that causes them to leave Colombia? 
Oh yeah, I don't know. Hi, this is the podcast where we try to figure out what we watched in the mm-hmm. first ten minutes of the movie. He gets, I, I think, the dad's being uh, taken to America or something. Okay, like that. but um, the the thing I love about this movie, and they don't do this enough anymore, is that this is an R-rated film that is clearly targeted at teenagers. Yeah, like there's no way they did not want teenagers to see this movie, um, and they don't do it. I mean, I guess he could maybe say with it they were sort of maybe targeting younger people, but. Mm. That there's a lot of nostalgia involved there too but like i miss the the type of movie where they're like we're gonna make an r-rated movie there's gonna be kids there's gonna be swearing there's gonna be like gratuitous gore and blood shots and like we don't care whoa sneak in to see headshot kids. headshot in yeah. which blood we'll show you the blood leaking massive headshot massive squib leaking down to the dude's eyeball headshot also reserved for the big kill at the end yeah yeah, yeah. you gotta make a point yeah but i mean people get shot in the heart yeah I like the uh, the Rolex and he's like using the gun as a gavel. Oh, I don't want to know what's up with the uh, the film crew at this place. Like when we start out, like the the army's like all camped around this courthouse that's been taken hostage. They're getting shot at right. like Uzis from the terrace, and the dude to the camera is just getting all up in there, like trying to film everything. It's I don't know. It's a different time, I guess. Well, like this is I'm trying to think. Die Hard was what eighty nine uh was that late i thought it was earlier like 86 i could be wrong oh it's just interesting like the where can we have a fucking siege next yeah. <laughs> they, it's the blood splatter of the woman on the steps that really sells it too <laughs> well and so they like they use their hostages to like get it i don't know do they demand the helicopter is this their helicopter whatever they sometimes they, would have helped yeah <laughs> <laughs> they take off in this helicopter. Also, it's it's a bunch of uh, Latin American terrorists, but there is this one blonde, like like weird Nazi looking dude. He's got like the dude, glasses and the blonde hair. He's been in lots of stuff. Yeah, he's been around, his name. His acting name is Michael Champion. Mm. He has another name because he's also a musician. He's been in like Meatloaf's band. Really, yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah. This guy always played like the tech guy yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. whatever terrorist organization yeah. he's in. Yeah, as he is in this. Uh, so they all take off in a helicopter with the judge and they just like push the judge out of the helicopter when they're like hundreds of feet in the air. And then it's just like this really long shot of this judge falling and falling and falling. And well, falling. it's fantastic because we're underneath the judge. We're watching this. The helicopter disappears and he just keeps falling. And you can clearly see the outline of the parachute under the <laughs> ropes. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because this movie is amazing yeah and then we get introduced to the the regis school or whatever this is called uh we we meet our heroes as they're accosting the rent-a-cop and like changing the name spray painting over regis and writing rejects instead these are the rejects those these, are their tag these are the kids who've been kicked out of all the other prep schools they're they're really into spray painting rejects on things like cop cars and the sign to their own school i mean they might as well have just done like the community like butthole um well i don't i don't want to go through every scene in this movie or anything but like character wise what how do, you, how do you feel about the characters we've got billy sean I, astin i think so here's how i how i arrange them there's sean astin who's the generic the everyman the troublemaker with a heart of gold who's like there's no real character there he's just oh, like the guy that everyone a, likes give me your one out of ten what do you rank this movie i feel like you're you're, you're not you're not feeling it the way i am I'm not feeling the way you are. Uh, six? Wow. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. It's neither good nor bad. What's it like to have no soul? Oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back to practicing having one in the mirror. Did uh did Billy Tepper remind you of anyone we know at any point in this movie? Is this another thing where you want me to say it's you? No. No. 
No, I was thinking of our friend Steve. No, our friend Steve, as we've discussed before, he had the hair. Is a weird combo between Charlie Sheen and Henry Rollins. He wishes. Yeah, well, that's again, it's the dossier of who's your who's your fucking style board. There's a little bit of Steve here. Uh, I like I like the part where he's just like. Everyone's gonna think I'm a douchebag. I got to do something to get back at the the dean. For like- well, it's like suddenly he's got a weird chip on his shoulder. Yeah, like authority figure issues. Um, then there's fucking Will Wheaton. Is my kryptonite. The tell me you didn't enjoy seeing Will Wheaton get machine gun. Oh, one hundred percent. It's my favorite part of the movie. He uh, he's the son of the the head of the Jersey Mafia. <laughs> For two scenes, he tries this forget about it accent. Yeah, he, he has an accent that comes and goes. The part where he's like, I want to be like, shut up, Wesley. The part where he's arguing with his friend and his friend calls him a wop. Oh my God. Hmm. I, I really don't want to use like racial things. Yeah. I'm going to do it one time. I'm sad to say. He's like, hey, man, I'm your friend. I can call you a wop and it's cool. That kid. Whoever that actor is. Oh, he's been in a ton of stuff. He was in Adventures in Babysitting. I was like trying to get my handle on that character. And then like as they're doing the, the dossier on them. And he's just like, uh, uh, your dad's the head of like some state's GOP. And I was like, there it fucking is. Yeah. <laughs> His dad's like the vice chairman of the Republican Party. Yeah. All these kids, their parents are super rich, which is why they're at this prep school. Yeah. Um, I really liked, uh, I can't remember. The actor's name is George, I think. Um the uh the dude he's always just in his tidy whities the whole time there's a lot of tidy whities there's a lot of like ricardo outline of dick yeah oh uh uh ac slater jr yeah ricardo i liked him he uh what was he his what was his parents deal i'm trying to remember all i remember from that scene like is judge maybe is the do you speak spanish and he's like no not really and he like says something like i'm gonna kill him yeah i think what he says is like shoot this guy or yeah, shoot yeah. this liar or something oh like you that. do speak spanish yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and then we have our other uh, our other guy i think it's what is his name no, it's like giles t- t-e yeah it's like initials where is he he's not even on the main cast come on indb t-e russell oh, the actor's he? name okay yeah T.E. Russell's the actor, uh, Hank Giles. Uh, this guy's a lot of fun, too. Um, and they're just, it's just a bunch of bros. I mean, there are copious scenes in this movie where it's just a bunch of dudes hanging out in the dorm room in their tidy whities and their boxers. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like, have we been doing it wrong this whole time? Like, should we be podcasting just in our tidy whities right now? You've just shattered the illusion to people that we're not already doing that. I mean, I feel like if we were, we'd have to make it a gimmick, though. It'd be like the Tidy Whitey Pod. The Tidy Whitey Pod? Get your MeUndies sponsorship. I don't think I want to be branded that. No? <laughs> <laughs> Not in 2017, baby. The sponsorship money, man. What sponsorship are you looking Me for? MeUndies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which one is that? Is that the one where they send you like a trunk of underwear? One of those like underwear subscription services, I think, or something. Yeah, so what's the deal with that? Like they send you a bunch of underwear and then at the end of the month you put it back in the box and mail it to them to wash? I don't think they want it back. <laughs> I think they're like, you you can keep it. We'll just send you more as long as you pay us. Yeah. Uh, send us any uh dong related sponsorship ideas. <laughs> so yeah, this these kids, they're like they're fucking just a with... bunch of troublemakers. Yeah. They've got another dude in their posse who's going to be ground for like three minutes. Oh my oh, god! This the dude like Noel room. or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. So like they the random cops a joke. They go accompany Noel, Noel Con Senior here back to like his room where basically the FBI have shown up because his dad is the judge who sentenced the American judge. Yeah, there's multiple judges involved. 
yeah. and so they're worried that the the terrorists might come after this guy's dad or him you yeah. know to, to get at his dad so they're they're going to take him away to protect custody so the other bros are all real bummed out about that this is a fucking horny dorm room I'm just like looking at the posters of like, it's just raw 1990s masculinity on display in this movie is a little too much for you <laughs> it's a little too pathetic for me mm. um so uh will wheaton and uh, uh sean astin are like propped on each other's shoulders like looking through the window like blatantly visible <laughs> oh we're talking about louis gossett jr louis gossett jr is the dean of Fucking course iron is. eagle is the dean mm-hmm. and uh, uh marcus brody is the headmaster i don't really know what the difference between the two is <laughs> I feel like one of those is ceremonial. This movie has Marcus Brody, Lisa, Louis Gossett Jr., and uh, Mikhail from Lost. I mean, how can you not love it? Yeah. And then later, Jerry Orbach shows up. Yes, as the mob boss. I I have to wonder about the mob. I feel like there's a lot more guys in the Costa Nostra that look like Jerry Orbach rather than James Gandolfini, but I don't know. I love the, uh, they sneak down like... There's this whole crazy situation where like they move, they go into the kitchen and they like move some stuff out of the way and there's like a trap door they pull up, go down some stairs and like through a hole in the wall to like this like secret basement area. Of which there's a door. Yeah, in the middle of the night. It's like uh it's bros night out here. And the this is what they you did for fun before the internet. Uh they they've got a bunch of like mouthwash vodka. (laughs) It's uh Sean Asson's speciality. He's like made some like it's like half it's like peppermint schnapps and vodka and like some food coloring or something and, uh, they, and they put it in mouthwash the, bottles the exact recipe is four mm. parts 100 proof vodka mm. two parts peppermint shop schnapps one part creme de mint it's the innovation is that it's meant to taste like mouthwash it looks like mouthwash and they distribute it in mouthwash bottles that's how they're making all their money i say real quick 35 bucks that was a lot of money 35 bucks a bottle back in 1990 these kids are worth it uh louis gossett jr would have been a great pre-samuel L. nick fury oh sure yeah. like rather than hasselhoff of course mm-hmm. um did you catch any of the banter as they're making their their journey oh it's all just amazing yeah. uh, as they're going through the shawshank tunnels one of the kids says Hey, nice hole. Speaking of holes, anyone here got a sister we can call up? Damn. So what they do for fun, they sit around doing shots of their mouthwash vodka. And he's got like one of these little like portable phones, uh, Sean Asson does, that he hooks up to like the phone lines. Because it's like some real high-tech shit uh, back in the 90s. And then they call and put on speakerphone a phone sex operator. And they he proceeds, Sean Asson's running the show, but he's like using details about all of them. Well... He is dispassionately communicating with this hardworking sex worker on the phone. Oh, you're really going all in to protect the sex worker there, huh? He is dispassionately communicating with her. His friends are like, oh, shit, I'm going to burst. My favorite part was when he, he looks over at their, their black buddy. Uh, and he's black. I mean, that's, he's like, and I'm black. And then like, the black guy's like, yeah. And they're like high five each other oh, yeah he's, he's described he's frankenstein the details together of what he looks like yeah. tall blonde long hair and, uh, and I'm, black. I'm black and the guy's just like yeah and they high five like who would do that also more banter from the journey mm-hmm. will wheaton then says hey you better leave my mom out of this i love my mom and you can too for 12 bucks <laughs> and they just sit around like this cringy phone sex operator, like, I don't know if he called a prank call necessarily. I guess it sort of is. This but. is after they've had a long discussion about the prep school etiquette of when it is 
acceptable, not acceptable to beat off in front of your roommate? It's just a bunch of dudes, yeah. I feel like they're Russian rouletteing, like like jacking off in front of each other here. <laughs> like they've all got loaded guns, they, and they're just ready to fire. Do they still have phone sex operators? Like, is that still a thing, or is that just moved to like the internet and like cam shows? I don't know. Well, why would you do a cam show when you could just do it, use your voice? Sure, you know the brain is the largest erogenous zone <laughs> on you, maybe. <laughs> But seriously, this is like a Mexican Mexican standoff of like big horny bald men, mm-hmm. young men. They're not bald. Not 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 by hair bald. Sorry, big balls full of. Uh, oh, yeah, yes, yes, bald. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, testicles. Okay. Oh, the look we just shared as we were confused over. I don't think we should have had our eyes meet there. Yeah, Lewis Gossett Jr. He like. He just like he sees there's like a line open on his like phone in the office and picks up and hears these dudes all getting their rocks off. So he eventually like hunts them down in the basement and busts them all. And we we see like uh, what a what a savvy Dean he is because he only catches one of them, but he knows the rest are hiding. So he mm-hmm. like calls them all out because he knows these guys are troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Even though he hears one of the dudes sneeze, but yeah, mm-hmm. that, so- that was that was there was that was even set up earlier when the guy was sneezing. They made a comment about it how like. You know, that was the, the checkoff sneeze. You know, it was going to come back. And oh, yeah. Is he the one with the, the asthma? Yeah. The yeah. GOP kid? The, the GOP kid. Yeah. I fucking hate that kid. Um, yeah, so he's going to punish them all, but really he needs to punish Sean Astin. But in like a very nice way. This is a this is a, a firm but understanding Dean. He's crusty but benign, you know. Well, but see, smart guy. He senses all the raw potential in your Sean Astin character here. And it's all about like directing that. He's um, like, if only there was a terrorist situation that would really show you how to channel your abilities. But, but Sean Astin is like, he's he's a he's young, dumb, full of calm. He can't like take the olive branch. Like he can't be shown to be a douchebag, as he puts it. Yeah. So he has to immediately strike back to let everyone know that he's not a fink. This prank that he then pulls immediately of his friends is impressive. They put all the furniture from the headmaster's office out on the, the quad or whatever. Like perfectly lined yeah. up, spatially too. Uh, everything is on the desk like it was as he left the night before. Logistically, that's a whole thing right there, man. They don't ask too many questions. Especially as we find out later on how he actually got into the room. By the air ducts. They, <laughs> just like classic you know 80s 90s staple of an action and movie. you gotta like, go through the air ducts i felt like the hype between that desk that he lands on and the air duct above kept changing it is amazing the way he is able to jump up grab the lip of that and pull himself through all because i've seen 90s movies i know that white man can't jump yeah and that there's we'll get to it later when he's going through the air ducts it's silent not yeah. not, a, not a sound is made no no metal is like warping and no. making weird noises no. yeah no. Anyway, so meanwhile, the terrorists, like, I guess they're crossing the border or something, and he's like, they get pulled over, and this guy just, like, shoots them both with a machine gun. <laughs> There's just, like, a lot of needless violence here. It's great. Yeah. And, and they bombs. blow up the car just for good measure. They didn't need to, but... Lots of bombs. These guys are kitted out insanely. Like, yeah. the these terrorists have, like, they've got rocket launchers and, like, 50 caliber mounted guns, like, all this crazy shit. It's tons of explosives. I get why Mikhail's doing all of this. I don't know why the rest of these guys continue to be in his gang. I mean, I guess they're part of the cartel or something. But once they get to the prep school, that's pretty shitty for them because they're basically on babysitting duty. That's just part of the mission. 
Um, so one thing you notice in nineties fashions is that the chief import export of the United States was pleats. There's so many pleats in all the pants. Don't sleep on those tank tops, man. Oh yeah, the tank tops where it's like you can always see at least one nip. Where there's just the big like sleeve yeah. holes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always one nipple just out there. Hold on, look at this pose right here. Oh yeah. I gotta screenshot that and put it online. This is gonna go into your Pinterest board for sure. <laughs> digital watch and everything <laughs> yeah so after the uh the pranking and whatnot eventually the the real fun begins when the terrorists show up uh will wait in this fucking earring they totally fucking kill that one teacher i thought they'd killed the kid for a second in the no they killed the teacher yeah because they, they they shoot up the, the phone booth that the kid's in but somehow he like ducked under it and got away with it and then they shoot the teacher it's great <laughs> they roll up and just shoot the rent a cop. <laughs> it's, it's you know it is really weird to watch this movie because it's all pre nine eleven. So like the sort of conception of terrorists is just a little bit different than it is now. Like it's like a it's like a a red dawn minus five. I think as far as like threat level, but like there's like a weird kind of like sense of fair play with the terrorists like they let the medics yeah. come in to take the body away well uh, the terrorists when they come into the school not much changes the mm-hmm. kids are just basically they just don't have to go to class they just they, like hang out for some outside. reason they have to like triple up in the bunks i don't mm-hmm. know why that is i guess just easier to manage them but well, just just so they can conspire together more well so we could meet yogurt yes yeah, so meet... how bad does your existence have to be in prep school that your nickname is fucking yogurt i feel like there's one yogurt at every prep school you just you, you know it's, and it's... if you don't know who the yogurt is you're the yogurt yeah <laughs> you made the mistake of getting yogurt your first day in the cafeteria and that was it but like the kids still come to the fucking meals in the dining hall they take class and like play frisbee and shit in the quad like Marcus Brody's teaching them things. It's like, hey, I'm a terrorist, man. I didn't sign up for this shit. But it's like, eventually it's Marcus Brody and just like the kitchen staff and they're still doing yeah, their the, jobs. The, the kitchen staff, they, they they send out the rest of the teachers except for Marcus Brody. Yeah. Uh, and oh, and uh, Louis Costa Jr. happened to have like left the school to go like talk to one of the local police when this all went down. So he's on the, the outside. The cop is pissed off because they spray painted rejects on mm-hmm. his police car. And Louis Gossett Jr. has basically made a deal with him because of the peppermint vodka. Well, he's like, he knows that the cops, like, his cousin has been, like, selling liquor to underage kids. To the rejects, and he'll, yeah. like, he'll sell that guy. Like, it's this weird quasi-blackmail situation. Yeah, yeah. It's a U2 poster. There's not a, just a U2 poster in this dorm room. There's a Larry Mullen Jr. U2 poster. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that kid playing? What is that? No, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, the the artwork on the walls is amazing. Is that a Millie Vanilla? No, it's Van Halen. Sorry. Yeah, it's Van Halen. Um, I just want to sit here and well, just the dorm room poster. All the there's just like weird details in this movie. Like they didn't have to put in a scene where Louis Gossett Jr. quasi blackmails a local sheriff, but they did. You know? Well, he's he's just he believes in his kids. Look at that dude. It's like yeah. fucking Encino man right there. Um, I like the bit where when the cops find out that like terrorists have taken over the school the sheriff is just like oh, i'll handle this and he like tells two of his boys to like hide in the back seat and lay down to shotguns which he'll just drive in and like announce that he's unarmed i feel like from the tower they can totally see those two guys <laughs> so they, they, they shoot up the car with their 50 cal and then they rocket launcher the car <laughs> just for good measure there's a bit later where 
for the FBI is taking control, and then Arlie fucking army. Yeah, he's in this movie too. He shows up as like the commander of the National Guard or whatever. Yeah, and he's just like, I'm allowed to help you like recon and plan and carry out an assault on the school. Anything else? We got to talk to the president and get his approval. It's like, what the fuck else would you need approval for? Well, they, they especially let you know the president suspended Posse Comitatus, so you're good to go. Um, I had a good laugh though when the FBI does show up because at first they're just looking at a hand drawn map of the school. Yeah. I don't know why it looks so funny to me. They're there. That they're F- there. It should have been like a crane. That FBI guy, by the way, that dude like put glasses on him and he's Mitch McConnell. He's some weird, like old, weak chin looking uh, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. I just want to take away the healthcare from the poor. In uh, Marcus Brody's office, the uh, Mikhail here, he keeps playing with this guy's pen. He's got one of those pens that expands. Yeah. You know, like a, and he uses it as a switch later to beat Sean Astin with. Yeah, great. I love this movie. I can't believe you're not more in this movie. The the fact that the school has dossiers, dossiers. on every single kid, which just happens to say like who the kids' important parents are. Look at that kid's fucking ears. He's like little baby Adam Driver. <laughs> There's a part later That's where they're Ben Solo right there. They're lining up people to be executed because. uh Sean Astin is like they, they they get lined up every hour and counted. If anyone's gone, they execute. Typical five rules: If one of you yeah. commits an infraction, we're going to kill five of you. So they're lining up people to get killed, and they he's just like pointing people out, and he points out this one kid. He's like, "Yeah, you too." This kid who looks like he's twelve years old, and it's just like it's an amazing little touch of great acting from the kid as he's like looks like he's about to piss his pants because he just got called to be executed. In the school, I needed one more. Throwing somebody out of a window from high. One up. more defenestration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always go through more. But of some of this stuff, the actual like logistics of like the the fair play rules they set up, honestly, it just made me want to watch Quick Change. Oh, that's a great film as well. Um, yeah. So I feel like Yogurt is the Neville Longbottom of the school. Neville. What did I say, Neville? Yeah, Neville. sorry, Neville. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Will Wheaton. Well, well, what happens is they the terrorists they're here to get the judge's son, but he already got sent away. And so they're like, fuck, we're boned. And they're like, wait a minute. You're a bunch of like rich asshole prep school kids and your parents are like super important. And so we will just hold you hostage instead. That'll work. And so they're going to hold him hostage until this guy's dad is released. This is such a dumbass plan. This is an amazing plan. Like they should have taken these kids and ran. They could make this movie today, I feel like, and like barely change a thing about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why, why would they run? They're a sitting target. How are but they going to get but away? But they've wired the school with explosives, and he's got a detonator strapped to his wrist. Which looks like a garage door opener. It is a garage door opener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so initially, like Will fucking Wheaton wants to do something about it. Will Wheaton has a lot of angst because he's a... Uh, the head of the New Jersey mob's son. And so he, but he, he doesn't, hates his dad. He hates his dad. And so it's like... He's trying to be tough, but at the same time, he hates his dad. Well, later on, someone like like gives Louis Gossett Jr. shit about that. Why would you let this kid go to your school? And he's like, it's not his fault. <laughs> well, the greatest bit is like eventually the uh, the the mob guys get together and they're like, "Hey, man, like I gotta get my kid out of there," you know. And so it's like it's it's communicated to the father, uh, the the villain's father who's in jail, like. Hey, you gotta like do a solid to this mob boss, you know. You don't want to piss those guys off, you know. Brother to brother in the uh, the criminal trade, there. 
and so then the the you know the the villain's dad gets back to the Mikhail, and they're like, "All right, well, we gotta we gotta get Will Wheaton out of here," you know. And so then Will Wheaton gets all pissed off, and he grabs a machine gun, and he runs outside and just gets shot. It's the greatest thing you've Slow-mo. ever seen. If you've ever wanted to see Will Wheaton take three in the chest, uh, it's fantastic. And then the so the mob boss finds out that his son got killed instead of getting released, and so he like sends the word back to the start a prison riot at the prison that the uh the villain's dad is and yeah he gets shanked and thrown off a, a high balcony so at least he got that going for you yeah so earlier than that like still like the first night that the terrorists have shown up there's a great scene where will Wilton is american privilege is trying to rally his friends and he's making this passionate speech in his bob marley shirt about how they just need to grab one of the machine guns <laughs> he's also got a uh he's got like an earring like a cross yeah. earring in one ear Yep. That I could not stop looking. That was at. that was a detail added on to the the perfect Frankenstein sex man that they that they created for the phone mm-hmm. girl. Um, but yeah, his that's when his friend makes the joke. I think machine guns are a thing for these mafia families, and that's when Wesley Crusher loses his <laughs> fucking shit. On well, that's what he does eventually. He grabs also, a machine gun, doesn't even know how to use it right, and gets blown away. So when you and your homies watch mm-hmm. as as little kids and like your tidy whities, mm-hmm. did you guys have like a weird bro handshake thing? I never had like a cool handshake with like multiple moves to it. I don't know. I guess do we, I, do we need to I guess I just have the wrong friends. Do we need to do that one right now? Uh, we're too far away. I mean, I would say this podcast could just be all silent choreography. Mm-hmm. Did you did you guys have like cool nicknames and stuff? Like obviously you were the Sean Aston, right? Um, in all versions of the story. Hmm, did you that, have did you have a Will make, Wheaton? Would that make you the Will Wheaton? I'm going to throw you off the top <laughs> level of the prison. <laughs> I'm going to get a helicopter and throw you out of it. Oh, look, it's Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah. I think the people so of the, Alabama should decide if Roy Moore's a pedophile or so not. So the kids on the inside have decided, well, we gotta, we're going to gather all this intel that we can. How many dudes there are, where they're stationed, what kind of guns they have, you know, situation with the bomb. Also, yogurt becomes a fucking expert on like radio Yogurt pulls his weight, man. Radio frequencies and like how to defuse the bomb or confuse the bomb. Yogurt's got a toy radio controlled uh, model airplane like, situation. Yeah, Ur drone thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they, they figure out that that uses the same tech as the garage door opener detonator. Oh, and so yeah, they so, just switch out the chips. So Sean Aston has to come back with like we can't grab machine guns and kill these guys. We're a bunch of fucking kids. What we can do is just gather intel on them, give it to the FBI so they can rescue us, which makes sense. So this is the dialogue. Then Will Wheaton says, "That sounds like a very cool plan. Let's do it." And then the other kid, the GOP kid, says, "Uh, that sounds like a lot of effort for a group of underachievers." <laughs> These guys but then are there's, just there's, fucking bros the whole time. There is much high fiving and handshaking to agree. On well, the it's plan. like uh, a, they bump elbows. They mm-hmm. uh, they like a patty cake masculine thing. It's so much. I love the detail when they send uh, after after like the FBI is showing up and the army and all that. They they send out all the teachers, all the staff, you know, except for Marcus Brody and like the the chefs. Yeah, uh, and they make the, the teachers carry the body of the one that they killed. So it's all these teachers like walking down the stairs carrying this body between them. It's hilarious. It's all the teachers are white guys except for the one African American teacher. Mm-hmm. That's how they did it in the nineties. Also, Arlie Emery is so young in this movie. Yeah, I know he has hair. He's, it's weird. He's never been this young ever. <laughs> but this this would have been after Full Metal Jacket, though, right? Yeah, that was in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. No, he somehow eighties. Was it eighties? Yeah, like eighty six. Okay. Yeah, he somehow looks 10 years older in that movie, mm-hmm. which took place 10 years earlier. Um, 
Also, at one point to get intel, Sean Aston takes it upon himself to like deliver the fucking sandwich of a pickle to the terrorists in the watchtower. He, of course, stops in the hallway to spit. Got a hockaloogie in both of them. Each man. of their sandwiches. Yeah. USA. USA. <laughs> well, it's like he, when he runs out of spit after the first sandwich, he's like really wor- working there for the second one. Well, the the plan they have to get him out of there because he's got they, Sean Aston, like they they've assembled this little dossier, including school yearbook, where they've like marked on the the picture. Well, Wheaton's of the an impeccable artist. Yeah. Uh, so they got to get it out of there though, and so. They have this elaborate plan to like cause various distractions at certain points so that Sean Aston can like sneak out and run past the sentries and whatnot. I always love it's incredible. I always love these details and these Cracker intelligence and spy things where it's like because we don't have cameras, we need one character to just be an amazing, immaculate artist. Mm-hmm. Like when Ethan Hunk Hunt can like draw this Ethan beautiful Hunk. Yeah, Ethan Hunk can draw this beautiful like portrait of somebody on his hand to show it people. <laughs> 180 pounds of Scientology man meat there, Ethan Hunk. <laughs> it's worth beating a couch over. Um, I just, I guess on one hand for the terrorists, thank God there's a cafeteria, so at least you're being well fed. You might as well keep the kitchen workers. But like, these well, guys I mean, this is like a couple, of, it's a couple of days. It's not, like, it's not like they're here for weeks or anything. No, but they're here for a couple of days. But still, it's like they're just, it's like they're prison guards now just watching these fucking kids. Some of the kids are playing soccer and some of them are like, just marcus Broding. oh so the, the book thing did that ever come anything when he's just like look at this book what do you mean well marcus Brody's like doing the lesson about the oh, book yeah no i think that was just like to show that like he's still devoted to teaching even though oh, they're so being held hostage my confusion was he has this book and he's like pay attention this book will be important i think later. it was like the bible or something i, I don't, don't know remember. yeah i wish he died they have like the the meeting with all the parents who are like a bunch of rich assholes of course a lot of lady send mullets their, send their kids to prep school and the parents are all just like angry and, uh, you know, rejecting oh, all the FBI's this, plans. What does the sign say? Like addressing, addressing the meeting. Oh, it's just their names. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're they're still lining up the kids every hour to count them, and the terrorists are just like watching what's going on on TV. So yeah, the United like, States does not negotiate with terrorists, and they're like, hmm, they will now. The, the terrorists are getting all of their info from basically it's a CNN. good plan, though. Like if you. Like just the richest, wealthiest oligarchs in America. If you went and kidnapped all their kids, what, you know what, that that's gonna get a different reaction from if you just took like a random school hostage. I mean, well, yeah. it just would, you know. Yeah, like but, it shouldn't, but it would. I guess my problem with hostage things is you're now just a sitting duck. Yeah, but you have. I'd rather be able to move. You have a detonator garage door over <laughs> strapped to your wrist that will blow the whole school. If they try any funny business, uh, but no, I mean, Will Wheaton is wearing a tie dyed peace sign shirt. In reality, they would just have like twenty snipers lining up just, a shot on each one, and boom! You just know? screen cap that beautiful picture right there. Ah, there's better than that. Fine, I'll get it. <laughs> yeah, like again, Will Wheaton, just an amazing artist. Who was the guy that Jerry Orbach's meeting with? There? It was like another mob boss. It was like the you know New York mob boss or whatever. He's like the New Jersey guy ridiculous useless fun and it's like oh yeah so i have a uh, have a cousin who has a son who's in prison or you know like we'll get the word to him hey i got sky he knows the colombians they're normal <laughs> guys they make great neckties um our buddy ricardo here this guy is just like shirtless tidy whiteys just some tight or they're, they're not whiteys actually they're like these like tight black breeze the whole time what's what's yogurt's bro's name oh i can't even remember that dude doesn't even get a cool name 
Well, like he's. I want to say at one point he's just like, and this is Neil, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> well, they they find the Playboy under these kids' bed. Yeah, there's a there's like a lot of shirtless dudes here, or like the button up that's unbuttoned. Um, some tiny whities, some boxers. It's a lot of just like outline of like young dick. Um, Jerry Orbach, I wanted to point out, eye donor. Eye donor. Eye donor. He donated his eyeballs when he died. Oh, I thought maybe he only donated one of them. Well, like while he's still living. Huh. Okay. Why would you give up one of your eyes? I don't know. When you get that old, do you really need them both? Huh. Although, really, I mean... Well, but he wouldn't named you them. Getting, one was law and the other was order. Wouldn't you be getting an eye that... Uh, what is it called? Presbyopa? Um, like, you'd be, like, farsighted, probably. Like, you get an eye that you need reading glasses for, because he, he's old. Well, if you don't have an eye, maybe you're okay with the hardware. No, I'm saying, like... like when you reach a certain age, your your nearsighted vision goes. So you'd be getting an eye that I don't know. I don't know. You'd want. I'd want like a, a child's eye. You know, like you want that visual acuity to really last you a long time. So so, you know what? <laughs> okay, I'm not even going there. That's a whole twenty minute tangent. You'd pass up the celebrity eyeballs. Gotcha. Well, I mean, if they were like, you can have uh, this old dude who's a celebrity's eye. Or you can have this child's eye who's not a celebrity. What, what if they're not off? What if it's only Jerry Orbach's eyes? Oh, and I guess you got to take it. I but. mean, would you pass up based on the celebrity? Like if they were like, here's Madonna's eyeballs? Well, like I said, if that's your only option, you got to take it. But if, if it was celebrity eyeball or a child's eyeball. They're like, Benjamin Light, like, you've been in this horrible accident. and All we have for you is Fred Durst's eyes. Mm. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I like the bit where they, they time kicking the soccer ball through a window so just as when he breaks the window that he got, has to get through when he's escaping. He's quite resourceful, that Sean Astin. The, You're so in love with this character. It's brilliant. He, 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 the, when he gets outside, they don't want to let him go. They're like, you can't go back in there. But he has to like plead to Louis Gossett Jr. to let him go back Did you, or, or after, people will die. After watching this movie, were you like sitting in school one day just imagining what you would do in his shoes? I mean, who wouldn't imagine that? But did you, Are you telling me? Yes, of but, course I did. So you imagined you were him. Are you telling me that you didn't imagine like several times a day in school, like what you would do if terrorists attacked and like how you would how you would take them out one by one diehard style? Because if you didn't, I feel bad for you. Yeah, that's that's a real loss. Mm-hmm. Did you like ever like attempt like some kind of like feathered hair thing too? No, I never grew my hair out. My, I, my hair just gets all curly and weird. Hmm. Um, but I mean the the brilliance like he has to get back or they're gonna kill five people. He's like late getting back because he had to like talk his way out of it, and then he falls in the the sewer, you know, a storm drain or whatever, and so he's wet. So what does he do? And it's like the perfect cover. Takes off all his clothes. He gets some Aston ass as he's like running down the hall, and he just like wraps a towel around himself, and then he's just like, oh, I was in the shower. I didn't hear the you know the bell or whatever. They it's touch brilliant. him at one point, and they're like, yeah, he's wet. <laughs> It's brilliant. It's like great thinking. Yeah, it's very clever. Um, the Republican friend is the worst. At one point, the what is his name? Was it Ricardo? The uh, George the AC Lopez. Slater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The George Lopez. That's his name, I think. Or George Perez. Yeah. George Perez is it Ricardo? Ricardo. Yeah. yeah. Ricardo Montoya. When he's actually listing off the terrorist names, the GOP friends like, "Oh, that's right. You do speak Spanish." It's like, "Fuck you." Yeah, he's a Republican. <laughs> Oh, God. 
So this guy just goes around the world, just taking things hostage, trying to make deals. He's just to get his dad to get release. His dad release. Yeah, he's very devoted to his father. Yeah. Anyway, so most most unbelievable part of the movie is that one point Will Wheaton kicks the shit out of a terrorist to get his Uzi. Most satisfying part is he runs outside with that Uzi, has no idea how to fire. Well, it. like another another terrorist sees him and is like, "Oh shit!" and like raises his gun. So Will Wheaton tries to shoot him, but he just like. He he does the thing where he starts firing and it, it just points it just, straight up it in the air. Straight up and that exposes his torso and he takes three slow motion bullets to the chest. Oh yeah, and then he just fucking dies. I wish they had just kept squeezing that trigger. Well, and then Mikel, they're like, oh shit. And they're like, they they let the, the, the medics come in to take the body away, you know, and he's just like, You you tell him this is a fucking accident, man. We didn't mean to do this. Like like, no, seriously, like, we didn't mean to do this. Like Tell the mob we're still cool. We're very sorry. <laughs> this is an accident. I will write them a letter. Yeah. Uh, so the kids, they run over and they mourn Will Wheaton. Mikhail assesses the situation, leaves. The kids are crying over his body. It's He's been dead for a couple minutes before one of the other terrorists is like, oh shit, the Uzi's still just laying there. <laughs> I know. He just goes and picks the Uzi up. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, it's the they, they figure the... The mob has his dad killed. The villain's dad killed in prison. So as soon as this guy finds out, you know he might go just blow up the whole school. Like he's so they, go ape they, shit. the the authorities like block his access to TV. Mm-hmm. Well, they they cut the power, and but it's like you know it's it's going down there. It's it's time for it to happen. Michael Champion's got one of those like vests that only bad guys in eighties movies like wore. Oh yeah, he's always wearing the weird. It, it, there's like pockets and yeah. stuff on it. Yeah. Like it's look. It looks like it's meant to carry like five thousand pens and like some grenades, probably. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. A bunch of protractors there. Um, let me see if I can find that one kid when he gets called to be executed. It's great. <laughs> let me see if I can find this kid right here. Look at <laughs> look at his face. Look at that kid's face. He has this look like, oh, oh fuck, I just pissed myself. I'm being executed. This I knew fair. so many kids who had that fucking haircut. You can, too. you can see his shoulders rise up like he's so he's so freaked out as uh, Mikhail's pushing him along by the back of the neck. It's great, great work for that kid. I mean, it's a it's a you know one second shot or whatever. But there's so perfect. many weird '90s hairstyles on display here. Look at the way he runs. Like he probably shit himself. Look at the way he's walking. <laughs> he's kind of he's like walking on his tiptoes. Like he's trying to hold it in. I bet he's got a funny nickname after that. Mm-hmm. What would you nickname the kid who shits his pants? It's like pants load. Pants? No, I don't know. I'll workshop that. Huh. Diaper? Diapers? Uh, like a diaper brand maybe or something. It's I don't like know. A diaper brand. Yeah, I don't know what a diaper brand. Huggies? Is. No, snuggies. Huggies would work. Huggies? Hey, huggies. Hey, huggies. Yeah. I don't want to yell. Hey, Huggies, in a derisive manner in public of this kid. We got to do better. I think Huggies works. Can you just call him Brown Town? Mm, that has so many other content. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds yeah. not cool at all. That sounds like something the GOP kid would say. Sean Aston in a towel getting whipped by this guy. Uh, this is uh, also Andrew Devoff. So it's his favorite role that he's ever had. Really? He thinks he's the best in this than he ever was. He's really feeling it. Like, he can tell he's. He's he's feeling the moment in each of these scenes because he's like he's trying to be this like scary terrorist, but like with a whiff of sophistication, you know, like like he has his goons and they do what they do. But, you know, he's he's trying to be professional about this. Give him a samurai sword. He's like a like a special two part episode of Highlander. (laughs) But like, I kind of wonder if they pitched Mikhail to him on Lost as like, what if this dude had survived? What if he did? (laughs) 
the island healed him. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, the look on his face as Will, Will Wheaton dies. Oh, it's great. Chunk chunk chunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can watch this forever. Will Wheaton's best work: the the gr- grimace he makes when he gets shot. Yeah, yeah. And Stand by Me plays as he dies. Yeah. Was this like this is? Uh, I guess I was this is, this is way this Stand by His me. last uh, major thing, but he had Star Trek, and that was it. I think. Oh, it's not even just a cross. It's like the weird, like onk cross too. Yeah, his earring there. Yeah, he. This is right before. No, sorry, this is during. He's already Wesley Crusher here. Okay, he's already Wesley. This might be when Wesley's at Starfleet Academy. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go shoot a movie. Yeah, and this is like the big time for him and Sean Astin. He comes back to the set. Who wants to come see my movie? <laughs> yeah uh so anyway like the 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 swat team invasion goes down and whatnot and these guys have their own jobs to do helping to take out some of the so the guys yogurt's room is cadillacs planets michael jordan Mm -hmm. that's that's the poster situation i really like the bit when they've taken out like uh Mikhail figures out that like the, the kids have all run and hidden in like that bunker basement area, mm. and uh, he's looking around. Like one of his guys is down, and he Sean Aston's like hiding behind the door in the kitchen. And Mikhail comes in, he opens the door, looks around, and then, like starts to leave. And like Sean Aston relaxes a little, and then Mikhail turns around and like slams the door open. Like it was like such like a savvy move. Like he knew he was in there. Oh, this is this is during the actual like the. When when everyone starts attacking, yeah, yeah. This is after their plan to crawl through those those air ducts, and that that succeeds. Yogurt's bro is so suspicious looking in that bathroom as the lookout. Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't know how that terrorist didn't spot him. Well, the the brilliance of the plan was that they first they used the little radio controlled plane to distract the terrorists so that Sean Aston could get away at like a certain point in time. That had to distract the guys on the roof and look the other way knowing that that drone then gets taken to the headmaster's office right next to where the bomb detonator is. So they just switch. So the it's already signal. there. So they just hop out, switch the chips between the, so when Mikhail opens up his garage door opener on his wrist to activate the bomb, the drone just starts flying around. Yes. And like somehow during the uh, little invasion here, Lewis Gossett Jr. is just like, ah, oh, they're going to need me. So he just like follows after the SWAT team. Well, watches the SWAT team get mowed down. Immediately. Those dudes, I mean, they they take out two dudes on the roof, and they're like walking right below them, underneath the roof. And like the oh, one of them wasn't quite dead up there, and he, he like drops a grenade right onto the three of them. I guess they were only sending three guys in at the beginning, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so it takes out the three dudes uh, all at the same time. Well, and, three guys, well, two and a half guys, the so one guy and Iron Eagle. The one guy made it. Yeah. By the way, can you remember remotely what the fuck the plot of Iron Eagle was? Uh, airplanes. Okay. I mean, yeah, fighter jets. Um, I found the score to be like really monotonous at the end. It was just the sound like, mix in this was not too good. Well, it's like just the same like patriotic mm-hmm. action score, well, like the, just the, on repeat. The sound mix was bad. Like at certain points, like is like you couldn't even hear dialogue very well. Oh, when they're down in the basement, they give Denholm Elliott a shot of the mouthwash booze to calm yes. him down, <laughs> and he gets to do the fucking double take. <laughs> Which later, when they do that thing at the end where they show. A shot of everyone over their name, like like, like they movies have a, used to a do. Different angle, a different angle. <laughs> they did multiple takes of that. Yeah. But yeah, so like the last twenty minutes of this movie is essentially the last half hour of Zero Dark Thirty, but in a prep well, I just, school. 
I mean, at first you're like, they only sent three dudes and they all just got taken out by one grenade. But then, no, no, later on, there's like 50 fucking uh, SWAT dudes coming in. And five helicopters. And like a dozen terrorists, I maybe. I thought the I fucking mean, mafia was going to be storming this place, too. Like, I wanted to see guys in pinstripes with like Tommy guns just blasting terrorists. Which, by the way, mafia versus terrorists, there's a dumb video game. Well, I mean, the mafia boss, New Jersey mob boss, he's like, well, they killed my kid, so fuck the rest of them. I'm going to kill this guy's dad. And that's that. Oh, good old mafia. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it turns into an amazing action movie. Louis Gossett Jr. has to jump through a window and like get shot. That is so much. Look at that. Look at that shot. That is so much higher up. Than what Sean Aston jumps. Mm-hmm. Sean Aston is like your height, right? Like five five feet. Like, uh, how does he? Probably taller than me. I am five foot five, <laughs> sir. How dare you? The the faking of the asthma attack to uh, distract long enough so he can switch the chips. It just, just goes on and on, and on. <laughs> as he's like watching the light on the detonator turn on and off. I kept waiting for Mikhail just to shoot him. <laughs> That would have been amazing. Fuck your ailments already, kid. Yeah, so Mikhail gets the uh, the the ultimate villain like headshot, like you know, gross bleeding uh, death scene at the end. Lose Gossett Junior. helps save the day, and him and Sean Aston have like a heart to heart. Like, hey, we're not so bad. What is AC Slater of his chain wallet doing here? Is he just like tutoring this kid next to him? No, he's he's like keeping an eye. Okay. Yeah. This is a very complicated crackerjack type of plan where there's multiple lookouts yeah. and you yeah. go here at this time. Yeah, it's it's a real John Lacar masterwork here. It is. It's a great film. <laughs> it's a great film, Jack. <laughs> it's a real film, Jack. Lots of terrorists getting machine gunned to death. It's great. Oh, I love I missed this pose when he would hold oh, the gun hold like the three gun feet out. in front of you, the yeah. Uzi. <laughs> you only saw that like back in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is old school terrorism here. Uh, so that yeah, like I mean, the amount of dudes they send in, there must be fifty SWAT guys going in after like maybe a dozen terrorists. They're totally overwhelmed. Yeah. Like as soon as those kids hid, like it was all over. As yeah. soon as they like all went and hid out in the bunker, that was it. Well, it's it's all it's all academic now because I mean he can't blow them up like Bane, <laughs> mm-hmm. but of course, um, he can't access the kids. So now it's just gonna be these dudes hunting him down and eventually shooting him. Um, he shoots Louis Goss Jr. like. Pretty damn near the heart. Louis Gossett Jr. takes a shot maybe like four inches from the center of the chest. Yeah. Right? He has and it is a fucking flesh wound. He has got one of those like Spencer Hastings <laughs> sucking yes. chest wounds that they later cover with like toilet paper. <laughs> it just like moves up his shoulder a little later and he's fine. He's walking yeah, around. Yeah, the next scene. He's Ten got... minutes later, he's he's good to go. That's a, also, that's a lot of umbrellas in that umbrella stand. Yeah. Need some umbrellas. And yeah, heart to heart between Sean Astin and, and Iron Eagle there. And hey, you're a good kid. You might even graduate. And they all come out and see their asshole parents. Oh, oh, as they're running out, okay, mm-hmm. one of the kids, I think it's the Blazer and Adidas kid, is doing the Arsenio thing, <laughs> the fist bump. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. Good guys won. Terrorists got killed. High fives, everyone. Shocker. Roger Ebert gave this movie two out of four stars. Seriously? Yeah. I honestly that thought that three too few stars. <laughs> I thought that song "Toy Soldiers" by Martika was going to start playing at the end of this. Oh, David Cope worked on this. Oh, of course, yeah. Nice. I really thought we were going to start hearing like the step by step. Boom, boom, boom. That song that's not this kind of film. Oh, no, of course yeah. not. 
So I give this movie a 11 been, out of 10. It should have been In Time by Robbie Robb. Yeah, this is a great <laughs> film. Everyone should watch it. Holds up 100%. They should totally do a remake of this movie. Like The, the world is ripe for a remake of Toy Story. Why wasn't there like a sequel? What, like at college or something? Yeah, like Toy Soldiers 2? Or How can the same shit happen to the same so rejects twice? So are they actually twice? all seniors? I don't think they say what grade they're in exactly. I mean, like, say... I, they're probably all, all in the same grade. Like, it's the imagine. following year. Yeah. And it's like they're just on a class trip to, like, Egypt or something. Oh, you go that way. You go... Yeah, I, hmm. I, I'd keep them young for a little bit. Nah, but then you don't have the locale of the, you know, contained area, though. You're not you're not all in the, the prep school anymore. Well, what, they, what would be another thing that they could do where they're all contained? I don't know. It's just a college, you know? Okay. I don't know. So, before we watch this movie, like, on the last pod or the one before, you express, like, disdain for the whole, like, boarding school type of drama. Are you telling me after watching this movie you wouldn't want to go to a boarding school? Yes. Okay. Because I don't think you're going to get this boarding school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Also, this is a lot of dudes. Well, I mean, it's it's a male-only boarding school. Yeah, pass. Mm. But speaking of which, we thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of recasting using the PL cast. Well, do a, do a, I guess it'd be a gender-flipped version, like at a at a, an all-girls boarding school. Let me let me pause that for a second. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you something about cinema in this this day and age. Okay. Can how many of the top twenty box office earners from 1991 can you name? If you had to guess. Um. None of them. Because this is a fucking year for cinema. Is it? It is. Okay. 1991. Let me just read some of the notables, counting from 20 down. What about Bob? Mm-hmm. Classic. Star Trek VI. Mm-hmm. JFK. Mm-hmm. Backdraft. Ninja Turtles 2. What's weird about this list is that it's mostly original movies. Yeah. 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 Cape Fear remake. Fried Green Tomatoes. Naked Gun 2.5. Father of the Bride, Sleeping the Enemy, The First Adams Family, Hook, mm. City Slickers, Silence of the Lambs, Beauty and the Beast, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Terminator 2. That's a good list. Toy Soldiers is nowhere on this list, but yeah. How much money does this movie make? I wonder. But anyway, we're, we're going to do like if they made this movie in the modern day, gender flipped it, girls boarding school so is with this, the PLL cast. Like who's who? The cast or character? Um, no, I'd, I'd say more the cast. I'll say because if I'm Mikhail, the first thing I do is I like, get Mona the fuck out of there. <laughs> I, I, I would say more cast than characters. Um, I guess the, I mean, Arya or Lucy Hale is obviously Sean Aston's character. Yeah, I can see that. Um, because she could pull off the exact same haircut. It would make a lot of sense for Spencer to be the mob daughter, but I don't want Spencer or I don't want Troyan to get machine gun to death. Hey, let's just grab a machine gun. What's it about? Because I, I think you still got to kill off one of the kids. Maybe you switch it up so somebody else dies. Hmm. Um, although the the wrinkle of the mob boss's kid dying, like that works well, like dramatic tension wise, you know. So maybe don't switch that up, or maybe just make somebody else the the mob's. Kid. I mean, I I feel like you could do this, and it's a little too pat, like racially. Like you could keep Emily as the AC Slater. Could Hannah be the GOP kid? Yeah, she's probably that guy. She's just like Megan McCain Jr. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we'd we have to go out of the PLL cast because you definitely need... Well, Cindy and Mindy more. are just... Just take them over straight from PLL. Yeah. 
but you you need some more diversity so you'd have to go out of the peel cast a little bit well let's okay let's let's go a little higher up mm-hmm. who's the dean who's the headmaster um do they have i, I was thinking about this the other day I, I do they still just have a dean at a girls boarding school or is it like a different position i would presume it's is it still just a dean i wasn't sure if there's a different title um hmm i mean i feel like my mind immediately goes to kathy bates for some reason i feel like she has a role maybe as the dean or the headmaster i don't know is she like kathy bates like the character she always plays now which is like a southern accent no 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 southern accent. she's just like gosh john it's spencer you're a misbehaving little I mean, bitch who, but I, I think you got promise hon who else um Ashley Marin as a teacher, I don't think that that works. Laura Layton, um, you'd have to really like up the teachers' parts. I think you need someone a little bit older. Is the thing. Well, like, so do they have to both be women in an all-girls school? There are no male teachers. So. I don't know. Like, it just like if you're if you're doing the gender flip, I feel like you go all the way. Um, hmm. So there's no there's no Nolan North in this. He could be the terrorist. Or the the uh is he he's I'm the, sorry, he's is the, he also doing the ponytail on the accent? He's either that or he's the New Jersey mob boss, you know. My fucking kids. They don't love me. Mona could be yogurt. Janelle Parrish. <laughs> She's just up in the air deck talking talking Aria how to defuse bomb. That's really a scene that's missing from PLO. Is Mona talking somebody through diffusing a bomb? I mean, I feel like it happened off screen. Yeah. You know. Arya's um, like, I cut the green wire, right? <laughs> Mona's like, no, dummy, you cut all the wires. I feel like they could remake this movie now. The budget would be fairly cheap and it would kill. Hmm. I'm trying to think, isn't there, isn't there like another of his, like Sean Aston's homies that we're forgetting? Uh well there's the black guy um TE but you couldn't go to PLL for that I think you have to go outside the PLL cast maybe get like Cat Graham you couldn't get like or... Shauna not a huge fan of that actor sorry hmm. um Ooh. maybe like Cat Graham from Vampire Diaries okay um I'm just thinking like in the teen shows unfortunately not a ton of diversity in them um well I mean maybe you can you can you can Iris change West. it up it doesn't have to be because this character was. No, but you should. They should be. I feel like the the key is you want it nice and diverse. You know, you have it's it's like a a fun team up kind of movie with all these you know different. Yeah, yeah. Kids. But I mean, by that means theoretically, Janelle Parrish could play the Sean Astin character. Yeah, yeah. It's not. They wouldn't necessarily be playing the exact same character, but I think you do need diversity. I think it's funny if you have Lucy Hale playing that character and you have her wearing the exact same wardrobe of Sean Astin throughout the movie. <laughs> With that haircut. <laughs> I think this that, that movie would kill. I think they should make it. Okay. They they remake movies all the time. Why can't they remake Toy Soldiers? I, I mean, I guess you might have to make some minor changes to the terrorism plot. Um, just to I mean, update it a little. Like the having a dad who's like a drug cartel kingpin. Like, I don't know. He something maybe more well, political i don't know would you would you keep the fair play aspect of terrorists yeah i think you could probably still get away with that okay um but it 
I don't know. It'd be it'd be much more serious on the outside. I think like here you just saw like a FBI guy and early army. You know, like it was like pretty chill in the way they're dealing with this. Like you'd probably get a lot more like high tech situation right. type stuff. satellite photos, yeah. not hand drawn maps. Mm-hmm. Is it Army or Emery? I don't know. Okay, I was just thinking like that. Did that role so like define it for you? You're just like Arlie Armory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, should the terrorist leader be like a lady? Should it be an all girls terrorist um, group too? Hmm. I mean, like complete antidote to toxic masculinity. That would be interesting. Like Charlize Theron as the, the I mean, terrorist. Are there are there any female speaking roles other than the sex worker operator, which obviously is played by Keegan Allen's voice? Um, no, I don't. Or Charlie J. So. Blackburn. Hi. Are you looking for hot sex? They call like the the play girl hotline or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's seriously. I want to put my pick on your. There's jar. like one woman in the credits, and it's like her voice. It's, Toy Soldiers is a huge sausage fest. Yeah, I think you could have like Shirley, Shirley Theron, or someone else like as a kind of like evil villainess. Oh shit! Shower Harvey as the Michael Champion character. Ooh, wearing a vest. Yes, with a, like, yes. like a cargo vest, with yes. a lot of pockets on it, and like those weird little like almost Harry Potter glasses. And what would she say? <laughs> Well, I just like to blow shit up. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> this is my my backdoor pilot to have Shower Harvey play Boom Boom. It's Arly Ermy. E-R-M-E-Y. Yeah. Is it, oh, 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 it's like Ermy. Yeah. Army. It's Arlie Army. Okay. It's not Emery. Uh, not everything has to be a fight, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who you could get for the Dean. I mean, I, I don't... The, you could ask some of them be men, but I feel like you might as well go all the way. The, the actress who plays the voice of Jennifer is Tracy Brooks Swope. Swope. That's a, that's a good last name. Mm-hmm. Like Buck Swope? Yeah. Swope. <laughs> I, um, they made like at least three or four Iron Eagle movies. I don't know how they didn't make a Toy Soldier. I had Iron Eagle 2 on like tape and I would watch it a lot even though it sucked. So at the same junior high sleepover where we watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, I remember that like my buddy had also rented Aces, Iron Eagle 3. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell you what the fuck the plot was because it was just dumb. So um, what was I just thinking? Did you just Google most beautiful actresses over 45 years old? No, I, I Googled actresses over oh, okay. 40, not most beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, that's what IMDb gave yeah. you. <laughs> well, there's IMDb. Um, yeah, Iron, Iron Eagle, that was back when all those like like fighter jet movies in the 80s where some guy would always die of an accident or, or a mishap or Somebody's something. dad. Your dad was the best. No, kid. no, but one one of the dudes in the squad would die. And then they, they would always have a scene at a bar like the pilot bar where they all go hang out and right. there'd be Wings. video footage of this guy playing on a TV as they're having some sort of weird wake for him. That like happened like all the time in those movies. I don't know why. It's like, where did you get this video footage from? But they all, they would all have it playing on a TV. Speaking of, I was just watching, uh, uh, you only live twice the other day. Mm-hmm. That movie repeatedly does the thing where they're watching surveillance footage of stuff. And it's just footage from the movie five minutes earlier. Nice. I fucking hate that. Maybe it's a little too on the nose, but um, oh, I'm blanking on her name now. Professor McGonagall as the dean. Maggie pa- or Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Oh, you could move it to to England if you wanted. 
It's like an IRA thing. I would love to have Maggie Smith with us long enough it's, to play that. Yeah, I know. Like it's it's like the IRA or the terrorists in this, and maybe all the kids there or the children of like the uh, the the landed gentry of England well, but, or something but, but like that. You like could they're still all send kids your American punk ass kids. Yeah, to you England. get some, you get some American. Get some of that. You, you mix you, it up a little. Whoever your super New Jersey mob leader is, like, hey, I want to get some of that uh, the Harry Potter shit in them. Mm-hmm. Ungrateful little punks. Ah, why I gotta, the, the Oxbridge. Yeah, one of these days to the moon. Um, or like an Andrew Lansbury. I I would love to go drinking with Maggie Smith though. I don't care if we're drinking straight up mouthwash. She could be the headmaster. Yeah, I can't look at Marsha Cross without thinking about the, the wig. The wig? Yeah, Melrose Place. Sorry, she's on your list. I just saw Marsha Cross's name. Wh- what about Melrose Place? I have no on. idea what she's talking about. Are you fucking kidding me? You I don't, don't know watch about- Melrose Place. You didn't watch Melrose Place? No. Do we need to get the lie detector? Yes. No, I didn't. I It was dumb. I... I my sisters watched a little bit of nine hundred two one zero, but like even they didn't watch Melrose because it was stupid. So you're looking you're looking at actresses over forty four. This is forty five. Although these are all like barely forty five and older. Yeah, it's fairly young. I think feel like you maybe need to go a little bit older for the dean. Okay, Robin Wright. Uh, she's busy. How about she's the president now? Not 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 not, not, not that I'm necessarily trying to like match races or anything, but I j- did just think of this an actress that I love. Um Angela Bassett as the dean would fucking kill. Yeah. 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 I think she's in uh Black Panther now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think she's his mom, if I'm not mistaken. I think she's Panther's mom. Word. Um that movie's gonna be the shit. Yeah, Maggie Smith and Angela Bassett. That's that's some power there. That had to be hard. Just any job on Justice League, any part of the production, and like the day you first see like a Black Panther trailer, and you're like, God, look at the fucking shit I'm working on. God damn it. Fate is cruel. All right. Well, I think we've talked about Toy Soldiers enough. Everyone should go see it. It's amazing. Go see it. Coming to a multiplex go, near you. Go see the remake. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little disappointed you weren't more into this movie. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll be back next time to talk about stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Star Wars in two weeks, but next week, our ninth episode, I don't know. We'll figure out what to talk about. Yeah. Let us know if you have any suggestions or if uh, you're one of Marco's alts and you want us to read a script that we wrote 15, 20 years ago. I would love to have some alts. Uh, see, I haven't looked at those scripts in a while. They might just be awful. I feel like that's the cherry on top. I, I don't know if that's really a good exhibition for us, but I don't know. we'll see. We'll see what people think. Tweeted us uh, at headcanonpod. Rhyme Benjamin underscore light, and you're what Marco Sparks? I think so. Yeah, it's just, that's it. It's Marco Sparks. I believe so. Okay. All right. Uh, until then, have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.